0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash B for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song oh, Bra, hosted by
1: Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart.
2: They're sexy and they're all filthy. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello and welcome into episode number 44 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co host Jesse Town, and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SD Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure to follow us on all the social medias if you haven't already. So at Babes on Broad on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Babes on Broad You can check out our stuff there and our YouTube page, Babes on Broad on YouTube. You can find all of our live when we are live recordings and our previous live stuff. So make sure to go check it out. You can find me at SamWills18 on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find my co-host Jess at Jessica underscore Town with an E on Instagram and at RunThisTown with an E13 on Twitter. So now that we have that out of the way, you should be following us by now anyway. Now it's time to discuss the 1, 4, and 1 Eagles yeah. After their 30 to 28 loss to the Ravens yesterday. We're gonna start with the positive. You, you like to start on that happy note. And there were some good things. I would say my top positive out of yesterday was Carson. And everybody that wants to say Carson's terrible, like I saw all over the place yesterday, you're an idiot. You're an absolute
2: idiot. And I you're don't just a hater. I don't think you know which player Carson Wentz is. <laughs> I think that's what I've decided is if you think Carson Wentz is the issue or isn't the guy – let's let's clarify this as well – or isn't the guy you want leading this team, I don't think you know which player Carson Wentz is on the field when you're watching an Eagles game. 100%. I I truthfully don't think you know because the way that he plays and the way that he is constantly – so not only so positive but constantly you know reiterates and talks about the trust that he has in his guys and in his linemen and in I mean the literal practice squad receivers that he's got out there again the way that he constantly builds them up and talks about the trust in them and shows you the trust that he has in them that's the kind of guy I, I want leading my team like if I'm a player or just a fan that's the kind of guy that I want being the leader and and he's shown you that he is that leader and you know one of the things over the years that has been questioned is his leadership and I think he's shown you exactly what he is as a leader especially through these last couple games when you know they what does he have like he has nothing but guts and like that's all he has on his side right now and that's all he has (laughs) on the field with him Exactly. And that's the thing
1: yesterday. He got sacked six times for 48 yards and he just got hit 16 times. Um, Six passes that hit receivers in the hands and were dropped. And two of those were potential scoring plays. One was the third player of the game to John Hightower that dropped right in his hands. And then Miles Sanders had one that he dropped right in the end zone. So and then there was another one I think he overthrew in the end zone. Fulgham tried to get it, but that's not Fulgham's fault. That was no,
2: a, the one I that I was but, talking about was the Hail Mary right before the half that hit Fulgham in both of his hands, and he yeah. pull it down all the way. And so, that that was the one that I was considering the drop by him. There was another one by Ertz, and there was so, there was – Another one, remember Sanders in
1: the end zone and Hightower down the field at the third play of the game, or the other ones. So that's right there. We talked about four that were potential scoring. Let me ask you a question
2: How much do you think Hightower catching that ball to start
1: changes the game as a whole? A hundred percent, it does. You come out and then you're not chasing if you get that score because what it was down far, we had to be around like the 15. R 15.
2: Yeah. And we they're packed up far. And it was like a four, it, it would have been a 40 plus yard gain. I don't know if he would have scored um, because Marcus Peters was squeezing him into the sideline and he got scared. And that's essentially yeah. why he didn't secure that ball. Um, but it's still a big gain. It's a big momentum getter to start the game. And, and you're already down seven, nothing, right? Like they go right down and score. So you're already down. Well, but th- but th- I think that just that first well,
1: that's momentum. Well, yeah, 100%. That's the first thing. So the high tower catch was actually on their first drive, and the Eagles had the ball to open the game. So they would have came out and scored first in the game. Oh, you're right. And then, would, yeah, and yeah. then so they wouldn't have been trailing and chasing that whole time. It So that it would have helped. Second, it would have helped because they didn't even get a first down until the second quarter, like you later know, in the second quarter. Five, three and outs? Yeah, so like well, – we, start, we said we were going to start by talking about the positives.
2: That's not how this is happening. Oh, but it's shoot. fine. But so there Let's was just the negatives.
1: Yeah. So that was a giant negative for all the drops that Carson had to deal with and the old yeah. line that Carson had to deal with. And it's just absolutely insane. You look at this team and it's Carson and Jason Kelsey are their only starters on offense for the majority of this game. And then it's looking like going in a Thursday night that it's also going to be those people – because of injuries
2: yeah I would like to figure out a term that we can make up that um is going to be utilized for a quarterback getting sacked by his own offensive lineman because it happened twice <laughs> yesterday like Jamon Jamon Brown sacked Carson Wentz and then he <laughs> all, Carson Wentz also got landed on by I think a combination of Jack Driscoll and uh yeah, he got swallowed for one of them yeah, I, I, it was so bad, but I think we need to come up with that term because it happened. I've never seen that happen before, and it happened twice yesterday to Carson Wentz. That offensive line is disgusting. I will say one positive of the offensive line, though. I think Jordan Mailata is actually playing really, really well. Now he did. I agree. Back yesterday, but who didn't? Um, and they it's against did. the
1: top defense in the
2: league. Right. He's playing really well, and I am. Excited to to see him continue to to grow and get better. Also, there was one point where there, there was like almost a, a little bit of a scuffle there, and Jordan Mylata was right, right in somebody's face, ready to defend Carson Wentz. And I was like, I don't want that problem. That man's 6'8.
1: Yeah, right. No, I think he's done great. And I don't even it says something when Jordan Mylata is not even a topic of conversation, you know? So I think that's great. Um, but then we were talking about injuries too. And Ertz, he's out now three to four weeks they came out with with an ankle injury. And then Miles Sanders is out for supposedly um, Adam Schefter put out supposedly one to two weeks with his knees. So at least it's nothing terrible. But I mean, that's so that's another thing. So we go into Thursday and we're going to have. Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey, who were basically their only starters this past Sunday. And then we maybe get Deshaun back. How much is that going to help? We don't know. And then maybe do we get Matt Pryor back from the illness? COVID I don't know. Thing? So like,
2: I, so I, I think, I don't know if someone specified this, but because the, we talked about this on our pregame show, because the Eagles haven't shut anything down, I'd assume it's because he was in close contact with someone who tested positive or has been sick. Um, so, I'm hopeful that that means he, he should hopefully be able to come back soon. Again, he you're still looking at a guy who wasn't a starter, wasn't even the first backup when a guard went down. So, uh,
1: I mean, it, it's, it's – But it's better, better than, than Jamon Brown.
2: Oh, I think I would be, <laughs> I think playing with four offensive linemen would be better than Jamon Brown. Correct. Not- I think they should just put – i mean i think i tweeted this from the babes on broad account yesterday they should just put jason kelsey and carson wentz out there and nine skill guys and that be it
1: yeah honestly that would work out better at this point point. and then we also had some more injuries to Kevon wallace that was kind of concerning he looked like he was really hurt it was his shoulder and the x-rays they came out negative but they're doing more scans to make sure and everything he's in a sling right now yeah Jalen mills went out for a little bit as well but he ended up coming back
2: yeah but I, I thought that the way he was holding his arm, I thought it kind of seemed like he would be – it would be like a collarbone kind of thing. Like, I was worried that they yeah, would, I, he broke a collarbone. That's what it looks like. Ultimately, injuries are what they are. I'm pretty sick of making the injury excuse at this point. I mean, I know when we talk – we're going to talk about it, and I know that it's a factor. But I also just don't think that there are aspects – of the game, such as play calling, that are doing any favors to what's what's going on. And I know the Eagles are big on the the next man up mentality. I know that's a, a big thing for them, and I can appreciate that. And obviously, that's how they won the Super Bowl. But ultimately, you still need to have adequate backups. And I just think in some spots they don't, and that's not not acceptable at this point. Yeah, and, and I just think that, you know, we'll just kind of move right on to, to the play calling. I mean, five, three and outs to start the game. They couldn't get anything going. Now, again, there was the drop with Hightower that we just talked about. Which absolutely changes the path that that game started on.
1: Um, and then also the Carson fumble. The Carson fumble, hit him. bad, super yeah.
2: bad. I mean, you, you get your team in a spot to to win the game. And the two-point play you call is one that has already failed once. With your backup quarterback and your starting running back, and it failed miserably. And your decision is to run it to the opposite side with your starting quarterback and your backup running back. What kind of asinine decision is that with the game? I agree. And if
1: you, when they looked, replayed it, it looks kind of like it might have been Boston Scott's problem. Like he's the one that kind of took it. Because when they crashed on that side, you could see that Boston was supposed to follow through and stop whatever guy was coming in. And then Carson was supposed to take it. And instead Boston tried to actually, if you see it, they both had the ball. So Boston could try to keep it and then do a spin turn and it was supposed to go to Carson. So they both had the ball and it was just ended up getting them both down. And so I don't know if, I mean, yeah, it's not the best play call, especially because Boston Scott shouldn't have been in there, but um, yeah, I don't,
2: it, it, it really irks me because I don't think I don't think Doug is a poor play caller and I don't think he's a poor play designer. But oh, my God, he's it's been the worst of the worst this year. It's been so bad. And I don't think like a lot of the the plays that were called down the stretch. I thought, you know, they really got into a groove and it was great what they were doing. But that two point call just Killed me. Just killed me to see. Now, something else that I don't think is being talked about enough is they're only down 30 to 25 in that spot if Jake Elliott makes a field goal that's well within his range. Yeah. He has been bad
1: this year. What is going on with that? 55 yards this week. What was it last week? 52 yards? Something similar. It was over 50. Now, like, it's kind of makes you wonder if he's just been that bad all year in practice and everything, too, because that Doug wanted to go for the tie instead of having him kick, you know? So, like, it's just two big field goals back-to-back weeks that he's missed, and that, like you said, we lost by two. That could have been something, and it could have also given us points. If we scored it all in the first half, Yes, we could have possibly won. Anything but a safety would have given us points to win. Yes. So, it's... And that's why a lot of people I see are like saying how bad the defense is. The defense is not bad or well, they gave up things, but like they were not bad or harsh or gave me a sour taste. None of that yesterday because they were on the field the entire first half of that game, the entire first half of that game. And so they like, and that's when the offense chances. Yeah. The entire time. And that's the thing is they gave up 17 points in that first half when they were on the entire time. So that's, its own thing I do not blame them for that when you can't get off the field against Lamar Jackson who has you running the entire time like you're going to give up points and then the second half they only gave up 13 points and you like I don't know you saw the difference yeah you know percent see a
2: difference and I mean they they held them to field goals in crucial points and you know Justin Tucker is one of the best of the best. He's automatic from everywhere on the field, so you know there's no chance of it of it not going in. Honestly, we let's let's do that. Let's move into the positives. I actually thought the defense did some really good things. I thought Jim Schwartz bounced back fairly well. Um, you know they still some, sometimes struggle to get off the field on third third and longs, which just makes me angry. But for the most part, they contained Lamar, other than really his touchdown run. Um, you know, they didn't give up that edge. They had a lot of tackles for loss. I think the the Ravens actually ended with more negative plays than the Eagles did. They didn't let their run game get out of hand. And they, they really held them to a lot of field goals for, again, an automatic kicker. And they, you know, yeah. with what they were working with at certain points and the field position at some points that they were given – You know, I thought that ultimately they had a a relatively decent day again. I agree. Giving up thirty points, not ideal. But this is also the you know reigning MVP we're talking about here, and he's not you know regressing. And you know, I thought that Jim Schwartz actually really you know kind of came in with a much better game plan than obviously he did
1: the week prior. I agree, and that's something we talked about in the pregame show in our live pregame show was that. They both sides of the ball were really going to have to help each other out yesterday and be balanced and do their part. And we saw the defense do that. And I think where when the defense lacked it was because the offense wasn't helping out their defense. Yeah. You know, so that's why I'm not putting in anything on that. With that being said, Jess, what are your top three reasons for the loss?
2: My top three reasons for the loss are one, the the two point play call. Um, I just, I mean, I, I can't believe that with all of that, it comes down to that decision. I just thought that was so bad. Um, Jake Elliott, uh, I really have a problem with right now because I, if I'm, uh, if, if I'm correct, I believe he's making more than all of the linebackers on the Philadelphia Eagles combined this year. So you know the the amount that they paid him and extended him for you know I I've seen him not just make sixty one yarders but be fairly fairly decent from a a fifty to fifty seven range and you know us be able to rely on him in, in heavy situations which this was and that couldn't happen and you know again I don't like to put it on injuries but like how do we constantly end up here there are twenty four injured players fourteen players on IR why does this keep happening? Who is that on? I mean, we have no offensive line. We have absolutely no starters on offense other than our quarterback and our center. I I like, I just, I would love to know who I can put that on because I would like to have a conversation with that person. They've just been brutal. There've been a lot of injuries around the league for sure. But the Eagles have just been brutal, and for for years now. Yeah, it's
1: year after year after year,
2: dude. It's awful. What are your yeah. top three reasons for the loss?
1: So my number one reason is the O-line yesterday because they were just not helping. It was Carson all by himself, I think, and he did what he could, and he started getting the hang of it in the second half, you saw, of him having to really put the team on his back and make stuff happen. Um, but then – the first half, I mean, it was just too late. They were, it was, it was too much. So for me, it's O-line number one. Um, number two, Jake Elliott, because like you said, I can forgive a missed field goal here and there, like whatever, because that's going to happen. Like, Yeah, that's going to happen. But Jake Elliott was supposed to be, like you said, he got extended. He was supposed to be better than that. And now it's been back-to-back weeks of him missing 50-yard field goals that could be a difference maker. So Jake Elliott is my number two for yesterday. We lost by two. He missed that field goal. It could have been the game game winner. Um number three for me is the drop passes and injuries. I think combined, they just really hurt the offense. I mean those drop passes could have been the difference maker for the game as well. I mean there was we counted off of just memory at least four plays that could have been potentially game changing plays. Right. I mean there were two of them in the end zone. So that and like you said injuries what? <sighs> Everybody's getting injured this year. The Eagles always get injured. But, like, come on. It's it's, it's getting out of hand. Out like, of it's, hand. It's super out of hand. And with the drop. And for it to happen over and over and over. Like, this is the same exact story of last year. Same year exact story.
2: And the year before. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just. It's, it's just bad. It's, and it's gotten worse. Like, they they won the Super Bowl with seven players on IR. But it's gotten. It's. we And we thought, like. It can't get much worse than that. Oh, no, it's gotten. It's gotten way
1: worse. It's just uh, so frustrating.
2: But I'm totally with you on the drops. And I, especially on the drops, because every single one of them were perfectly thrown balls that were either poorly tracked or just, you know, straight up dropped, hit these guys directly in the hands. It wasn't, oh, it was a little high or it was a little out in
1: front. No, no, no directly in the hands the only one i forgive that we mentioned was fool gum in the end zone on that hail mary just because the fact that he had three guys trying to break it up so like he He had he did good by getting his hands on it he didn't come down with it
2: he had it up here above his head in his hands he had it in his chest and then he hit the ground and no one touched it he just dropped it but dropped it to the point where someone else could could catch it
1: Yeah, but I don't put it on him. Thankfully,
2: for a roughing the passer penalty, it didn't count as an interception because again, that would have been another interception that was some BS, but just added to the stats, right?
1: I agree. Um, But yeah, I still don't put it on him. I mean, that's the number one defense. They were so good at stripping the ball yesterday. We saw it all the time. Them knocking it out. So I I don't put it on him as much as the other ones. I mean, Miles Sanders, the one in the end zone. He just looked over the wrong side of his shoulder. And then had to confuse himself when he turned the other way. That's a huge one. The high tower one. He he had it, hit him right in the hands, perfectly thrown. But I mean, what are we do? Okay. That's all I'm saying. Oh, all right.
2: Well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we will answer some of your listener questions. Thankfully, there's not a single one today about a quarterback controversy because <laughs> you watch that bug. You were listening to The Babes on Broad on a BGN radio.
1: Welcome back into Babes on Broad, episode number 44. So right now, we already took you through the positives, the negatives, that whole kind of cluster thing that we just gave to you. (laughs) Now we're getting to some... Yeah, literally. Um, But now we'll get
2: into some questions. All right, so at Callie underscore dream asks us, did Ertz going out of the game cause Carson to target Fulgham more?
1: I'm not sure if that's the reason or if they were just trying to get something going, but it's absolutely insane that they didn't target Folgum earlier in yesterday's game, yeah, so looking at it closely,
2: um the Ravens did a really good job defensively of covering Folgum I mean, imagine having a game plan for a guy named Travis <laughs> um. Ugh, this is the Eagles in 2020, but um, the Eagles seemed to sort of adjust what they were doing with him as the the game went on. Um, at first, they did a really good job of making sure that there was n- no opening there whatsoever. But I still think that uh, again, it goes back to the the creativity, and they needed to they needed to have something kind of planned for him a little bit earlier. Now, I don't know if that it got derailed here and there. I'll have to go back yeah. to the game again, but who the heck knows at this point, um, at T shine 300 said when, and if all of the wide receivers are healthy, who gets cut? JJ. I mean, you Dude, have, we to. didn't even mention that. How funny. Well, when, wait, wait, the, it's it's it, the question's there. The question's okay. there. We'll get to it. I promise. We'll get to it. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. We'll get to it. By the way, your Instagram story was dead hilarious. On. Um, <laughs> I am totally with you. I, honestly, at this point, I don't even see, want to see Alshon Jeffrey take the field. If we're if we're being one hundred percent honest, I'm 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 rolling with what we've got right now.
1: I I don't even know. I'll give him a chance. I wouldn't say I don't even want to see him, but
0: uh, geez. I don't
1: I don't, I don't I don't even know what I want when Deshaun and Alshon come back. I know I just want Travis Fulgham to be our number one. Greg Ward, I think I have over both of them. Jalen Rager, I definitely have over both of them. So we'll see. Definitely, mm-hmm. my bottom tier would be J.J. arthega Whiteside.
2: My bottom tier is absolutely J.J. arthega Whiteside. Yeah. Um, at Jonathan Hoon asks when. Oh, who do you place the blame on for skill level of the second and third string on this team? It goes to Howie, hundred percent.
1: He's player personnel. Like he's no all question. on that.
2: Yeah. yeah, and and the fact that you. I mean, I think the perfect example is you had spent your number one or your first round draft pick last year on getting Andre Dillard. So you, you do that. And then this year he gets hurt and Brandon Brooks gets hurt. And you want to bring in your serviceable backup to be a 38 year old Jason Peters switching positions. And then he goes back to left tackle and gets hurt again. Like your backup that that's like I think that kind of says it all about how you're yeah. in the way that he's constructed this roster and it's it's not acceptable I understand that you know with injuries it's like how many should you prepare for but the fact that some of them just aren't serviceable it's it's not not it's not okay agreed um at whence is G should J-Jaw be celebrating that touchdown
1: Dude, that was hilarious. Like one of the funniest parts of my day yesterday. And poor Miles. It I mean, he ended up getting hurt on that play anyway, but when he when, like he did all the work. He ran it down there and everything, gets tripped up, hurts his knee, and he's all frustrated and then JJ just sitting there like, "Yeah!" I but got here's here's the thing. Here's the thing.
2: I absolutely still think he should celebrate because at that point they're dead in the water, and that was a hustle play. So if he's not blocking 70 yards down the field, that play doesn't happen. He's, all, he's not there to secure the, – first of all, he's blocking so Miles doesn't get as far. Also, he, he's not there to secure the touchdown, and especially when they're down by that much, the hustle that is still there, that is what I'd like to see from a guy who is not contributing in any other way and has not to this point like the touchdown celebration I think we
1: all eye rolled no yeah and that's my thing I'm not saying like you score a touchdown whatever you should be happy and you just got a touchdown for your team but I just think it's absolutely hilarious how he celebrated most men would be like I did nothing for that really besides do one black block downfield yeah and I so here you go ref here's the ball you know what I mean the fact that he literally like stood up like and put his hands out like Mom, look!
0: Like, that is hilarious. Oh, he had
1: a touchdown?
0: Literally. And that's
1: just
2: hilarious to me. I think, if you remember, the Super, the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, it was the first week of Jay, Aj- of Jay Ajayi, I believe. And Jay had, like, a really long run, and he was trying to get in for the touchdown. I don't remember what team it was against. But it was the same thing. Nelson Aguilar ugh, was blocking all the way downfield, and Jay got – stripped from behind and fumbled it into the end zone and Nelson dove on it so they still scored a touchdown but again it's that same like but I think they were up by like a million at the time so it's mm-hmm. it's the continuous hustle and that's something that does go back to coaching and we can give Doug credit for in this abysmal year we've had so far is there's always fight in those guys no matter how far up or how far down they are they are out there battling constantly and that is a testament to what Doug has done True that and the last question from the same person at Wentz's G, what do you expect before the trade deadline?
1: Man, I, I don't even know what to expect because, I mean, supposedly how I said we're buyers, which is incredibly idiotic to me. <laughs> like, okay. What do we would, have to sell? That's what I'm saying. Like, geez, um, ugh, I don't understand it. Like, I I don't understand it. I would um, to see another
2: lineman come in. But, like, honestly, I don't expect much out of Howie at this point. Because I look at this well, No, he just pulled I'm in like, Jamon he just pulled in Jamon Brown and look at that. Yeah. Like, what you, I, I just look at it and I'm like, yeah, they need help. But they need help in so many places. I, I, but I also don't trust the man to draft well. So, I just – you know, rock, hard place, me in between.
1: I don't know what's going on. I got nothing for you. No I yeah, I, just, I just I don't know what he's going to do. And I don't even know what to expect. I don't even know what move you could do to help this team. Um so I
2: honestly I think that the best thing they can do is just try to get some sort of continuity. I think that's the best thing for them yeah. and not try to force an issue with an Alshon Jeffrey or, you know, I love Deshaun and I'm, I'm still not, I want this, this round two to work so badly, but I'm not willing to, if they're going to start to get the ball rolling a little bit, I mean, call, let's let's talk about it. Number one and number two defense that they just played against these last two weeks, and they put fifty-seven points up. That in itself is impressive. Now, did they get the win? No. There are no moral victories. But at the end of the day, with what they're working with, them getting more reps together, they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, they're going to continuously get better the more that they work together. And if this offensive line starts to improve a little bit, I mean, we'll see. They play the the New York Giants on on Thursday. They're terrible. They did beat
1: the Washington football team though.
2: Great. Now every single <laughs> team in the division has one win. It's very <laughs> exciting. It is very, it's a very exciting time. Yeah, sitting on the edge of our
1: seats watching this one, folks.
2: Yeah. And hey, you know what? We're recording this at 450 on a Monday. We got Monday night football starting in six minutes. This is really exciting. Oh yeah, we can true. That. Play at five o'clock. So you know what? We're going to sign off now. So thank you for listening to episode <laughs> 44. Um, we won't be able to get another episode in this week before the Thursday night game, but we will be doing our pregame show beforehand to preview that game, talk about it all, and see what's going on. Um, keep our eyes, keep your eyes on our social media uh, for what time that's going to start because I want to make sure that we don't have it going the same time that Giovanni is on ESPN talking about uh, all of his good stuff that that he did in his video you know wishing well to to dak and everything so i don't want to be on the same time he's on i want to make sure i catch that so once i figure out what time they're on we will figure out what time we will be just you know, on YouTube, um,
1: not, <laughs> not um, on ESPN, yeah, it's okay. oh.
2: <laughs> one day. Maybe. Um, but thank you again, to SV Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. As always, make sure you're subscribed everywhere and keep an eye out, we'll let you know about Thursday. But until then, we'll talk to you soon. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes
0: on Broad. G
1: N